The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. Now I want to talk about something else. And I want to talk about like the fact that when I got banned on Twitch, I had a lot of time on my hands and I experienced a little bit boringness, which I actually was analyzing myself. I like to, when I experience any emotion, to analyze what is going on. And I realized that a lot of people that are watching the stream, a lot of your state is the result of having too much time on your hands. It's the result of being bored. And it's very, very fascinating how much of a hellhole it is. I really could, in a sense, relate to you guys I wouldn't want to be able to wake up and not know what to do. That's insane. That's literally a living hell. And that's why being in a state of taking action and being in a state of flow, because that's what I would call it, just doing things all the time, creates this harmony within yourself because that's much more what we're designed to do. Our thoughts and ideas and stuff are there to help us to align with reality. They're not just there to be trapped inside our own loop because we can, because we have evolved as a species to a point where we can just sit on our ass all day So basically our need for distraction is just merely our need to get into this task positive mode of our brain, this state of being in the now, in the present, where time and space just dissolve and where we're not trapped inside our own head. And the beauty is you can do that with anything. You can do that with working out. You can do it with playing games. You can also do it with doing good in the world. And it all is about recalibrating yourself in a way where you internalize different habits that are more proactive, that are more responsible, that can bring about a framework where one action leads to the other. So you stay in a flow, in a state of taking action. And what I've seen is that this place here has worked out so much better since we took that approach. Now when people come over, they are immediately put into a state of flow. At the start, it can be a bit hard, but once they are doing stuff, they really open up. It's quite amazing to see. But of course, the people that end up leaving, because sometimes people still end up leaving, they just think like, yeah, I don't feel comfortable enough. But the thing is that just being in the state of distraction and being this comfort creature is merely a conditioned process where you've been used to just being a more energy efficient state, maybe biological, but at the same time, it's not what our species has evolved for and brings about quite some anxiousness and depression and all these things because doing things that have meaning and finding this existential equilibrium in yourself is really crucial to fully function and that is very easily achieved through taking action to really being constantly in the state of flow and this place has been able to really provide that for quite some people actually a lot of people came over since i got banned six people and only one guy left and normally a lot of these guys that came over wouldn't have worked out So um, this action-oriented approach really is showing a lot of results and people are really, really feeling great just being able to do something useful and to just be constantly doing stuff. It's very, very fascinating. And it's really crazy how we learn in society to think in you do your job and then you have your holidays and you have fun and then you have work. But life itself is just one big roller coaster of flow, taking action, doing what is right, whether it's resting or whether it's working. Like even working, I wouldn't call it working. It's just doing what you do and staying in that state and it is so fulfilling. And I realized since I experienced some boredom, because I never experienced boredom. 
sounds really crazy, but I'm constantly busy. So it's quite refreshing to be able to relate to you guys and understand that the reason why a lot of you guys are in the place where you are is because you guys don't do anything with your time and you're trapped inside your thoughts that then keep your situation. But if you just take action and you just do it and you just end up in a flow, man, I'm telling you guys that on itself is by far the best advice of all the real talk because the real talk, what it can do is it can get you trapped inside thought loops and this and that. But just doing stuff puts you automatically in this present, in this state of flow without the need of all these insights. They come as you go anyway. I've been taking notes in the month, but I'm really serious. I can relate to you guys. If I would be bored to death, I would feel like dying. I mean, it's the worst thing ever. Like, I just imagine if I'm like this for years, why am I alive? I mean, I can understand. I can relate to the vision of, I can understand. I can relate to the emptiness. And the thing is that the solution is right in front of you. It's to just do something with your life. And of course you might say, like, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. Like, just do stuff. Set yourself in a state of flow. Do stuff. Like, it is so much more fulfilling and rewarding. Mr. Falvo says, how did you manage to get yourself in a state of boredom? Aren't you programmed to do the most logical thing at any given moment? I'm actually going to answer that question because it's a good question. It's a more complicated answer because when it comes down to the way I live my life, things become very, very meta. And what I mean with that is I have a lot of responsibilities, really a lot. And basically, I need to have a constant overview of everything that is happening in this place. And I'm basically very much like managing a lot. And I would love, for example, to get into coding the game. But the problem is that once I lose myself and I get into the flow of just coding the game, I lose all other responsibilities I have are fading away. And the way I've built and constructed my day is one where I can still do all my responsibilities without losing myself in what I'm doing. And that's why the stream is actually an amazing tool for me because I get to choose whenever I have time to really spend my time in a very productive way. And as a result, when there is less stuff on the plate, I get to spend more time on the stream. And if there's more stuff on my plate, I get to spend less time. But it's still more or less depending on my responsibilities. And the thing is that when streaming went away, I was constantly pinging what is the best thing I could do which was not available because I don't allow myself to lose myself in something that could go at the cost of the other stuff that I do. So if I get into coding, I got to do a good job. I can't just do like, oh, let's get into coding and learn everything. It requires more commitment to do so. And for one month, what am I going to do? Start learning coding and stuff? So what I did was I reflected, I thought about things. I just also experienced the boringness. And that's why I come up with these insights. So it's still the most logical thing to do because it allows me to relate. Of course, you could argue and say, isn't that backwards rationalized? And maybe to a certain extent it is backwards rationalized. Although very quickly within the month, I started taking more tasks on myself to fill the gap of the streaming, such as, for example, talking to people and such, being even more involved in the game and such. Although there was no task I could take up on myself because I knew once I started streaming again, I would have to hand it out again. So it was a little bit like puzzling it together, but that's basically the story. Technosucker says, I've seen you get triggered over your OCD. Wouldn't emotionally embracing the fact help you realign yourself towards the neural equilibrium? Technosucker, I'm going to actually answer this question as well. And it's also something that I've really elaborately thought about in the past. Because this is actually something that is quite interesting. To which extent is true acceptance a good thing? 
Because of course, I'm always skeptical towards what I say. Because maybe when you truly accept, you don't do anything anymore about it. But the thing is, there is a difference between truly accepting something on a compassionate level and truly accepting something on a cognitive level. While one is more on an emotional level, the other is more on an action-oriented level. So both can go hand in hand. So when it's about a situation, sometimes I wonder, let's say I got banned on Twitch, right? To which extent is truly accepting me getting banned on Twitch the best thing I can do? Because it is the stress that I experience that brings about my reaction and really keeps me awake to think about strategies and ways to just rectify what happened. And if I maybe just accept it and I just chill back, maybe we wouldn't even have gotten unbanned because we fought quite hard. Sometimes I wonder to which extent is there a balance between acceptance and just fighting for it and not accepting it. It's an interesting thing to think about and it's something that I've also talked about with Reese in the past because I know that I have quite some OCD and really want to do things immediately, fix it and it's that that really has always made me push myself further and further and further, getting the best I never settle. It's actually also something I wanted to talk about. If there's one thing I could tell anyone, maybe even more so than what I've already said today, it's to never settle. And what is settling? Settling is just on an emotional level going like, yeah, it's good enough. You basically compromise where you are and you say like, yeah, I will feel comfortable with what I have. Basically, I never, myself, I never feel comfortable with what I have. Well, it depends on how you define comfort to comfortable, but like the extent to which most people experience comfortable, being comfortable, I don't experience it. I always want to do more, do more, do more. I always push myself And even if I'm in a setting where I don't need to do so anymore, I keep doing it because it is that that keeps me going, keeps me growing, keeps me flowing. And I see this even being the case sometimes here with people. When they have their tasks and stuff, they end up settling. But settling is a very sneaky potential threat because settling can truly take away your potential like crazy and diminishes your life and your ability to grow and achieve things. So I would say never settle, always try to do your best, always try to push yourself because it is that that gets you to grow. It's basically not just following the path of least resistance in the state where you are, but allowing your path of least resistance to include pushing yourself. Because to me, and that's something that I want to explain because it's quite interesting, every single one of our brains work exactly the same way. We all follow the path of least resistance, me and you. We are just entropic machines that just follow what is most likely course of action, done. But why do I keep pushing myself and a lot of people settle? It's because pushing myself is my path of least resistance. The idea of settling sounds more effort to me than the idea of pushing myself on a literally neurological level. And that's why I keep pushing myself. So in that extent, maybe my OCD is merely a symptom of that that framework where I constantly try to do better because no matter what I see, I always think I can do it better. With the game, with the exchange, with the crypto, with the charity, with everything I do, I always think I can do better and I work hard to do so. And that is why sometimes it doesn't work out and I learn from it, but sometimes it doesn't. It allows me to do more and more and more. So not settling is a very powerful thing and I do think you can find that in yourself. Everybody can find that in themselves, can really come to the realization that settling is really their biggest threat. It is literally more a threat to your safety than pushing yourself to do better. Because sometimes people can settle for their job, but doing so has actually caused more damage to their own safety than trying to do better and better and better.
because it is exactly that that puts you into a situation of true abundance due to the situation you created because you keep trying to do better. And a lot of the times people end up in a very rough spot because they wanted to settle desperately because they lack confidence in their own capacity. Maybe that in one end or maybe it is just like because it's easier. But at the end of the day, it's like working out and going through the no pain, no gain. You know, going through the pain is exactly what makes you grow and makes you able to do so much. Things are not easy, you know, but I think settling and just sitting is just not worth it. The comfort you get from it is just not worth the price. And most of the time it leads to really anxiety and depression anyway. So I would say don't settle and stay in the flow. And even when you're in the flow, keep trying to do better, man. And you guys have such a world in front of you. So you have the flow state. Enrich it. Upgrade that flow state with trying to do better all the time. And man, oh man, you will achieve so much in your life for yourself and for the world. And uh, yeah, you have this wombo combo. Flow, action-oriented, and never settling. Always trying to do better. Always trying to do best. Am I allowed to do what I truly believe is right or is that irresponsible because it might not be the best thing to do? The thing is, like, when it comes down to doing what you truly believe is right, it's always about reality. So you do what you think is right, but it's reality that defines whether it's the right course of action. But if your intent is pure, then as you get a feedback from reality, you adapt what you do for it to work in the reality setting. But that doesn't mean that you have to give up your honest relationship with reality. So even if doing good, for example, results in you getting punished, that doesn't mean you have to stop caring about other people. You just have to find better ways to do so. How do I know if my intent is pure? You just follow the emotion that you experience, why you want to do what you want to do. And you seek your real intent of why you do what you do. And if it is because you think and believe it is the right thing, then it is pure. But if you think it, you do it for validation or for anything else, then it is a layer. But even behind that layer, there's always this pure purity. But of course, we can be deceived based on how we grew up. And as a result, not really see what we truly want to do because we see it through a lens that has been very much scratched, which requires us to dig deep and find our essence. But the best way to get there is while you're also in a flow and taking action. Because if you're trapped inside just philosophizing and thinking and meditating all day, it won't help either. Like the best thing is to get to find yourself while you're taking action and while you're in a flow. It's not one or the other. Mr. Favo says, is your reward system connected to logic? Do you feel fulfilled by following logic or is it something else? You mentioned you felt like you were suffering when being bored, but aren't you still following logic? I would say like when I do things that make sense, I feel rewarded, yes. But sitting on my ass and doing nothing, I don't feel like that makes sense to do. And that's why I experience dissonance when I do that. But if I don't know what to do, then the first thing I start doing is I start thinking about what to do. But since I always observe myself, I was using the opportunity to scan these boring feelings, to put it that way, to have a better way of relating to you guys. Because what I realize for a big way is that I'm extremely emotionally stable. And as a result, I take so much for granted, which disables me from relating to people. It's very hard for me to relate to people because I take so much for granted. 
So if I'm not lying to myself and believe something is the best thing to do, I can just go for it. Yes, you can go for it, but you got to think like if your actions have bad consequences for other people, for example, or they hurt other people, you can wonder to which extent is that truly honest because you wouldn't want to do to someone else what you wouldn't want to be done to you. So there needs to be consistency within that honesty. So yeah. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live and follow the real Athene on Snapchat.